0: Get ready to celebrate God's call to go. Here's your weekly dose of heartwarming encouragement for the missionary in all of us. Welcome to Missions Change My Life. Now, here's your host, Pastor Kevin.
1: Good morning. It's November 24th, 2020. You're listening to Missions Changed My Life podcast. I really hope everyone in the audience has a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday with their family, that you stay safe and healthy. And I just want to take a moment and let you know that we are sincerely thankful for each and every person that has subscribed listens and even gives a review on apple podcast if you're listening on apple Um, we really appreciate you for tracking with us and being a part of this community and this message and we pray that missions will change your life as well On today's episode, you're in for a special treat as my friend, and soon to be yours, Dylan, shares about his trip to India with Global Hope India. Dylan was born in Plano, Texas. He now lives in Holly Springs, North Carolina. He and his wife Lisa have been married for one and a half years. Dylan's a graduate from NC State University. He and Lisa attend Hope Community Church. Dylan is a police officer with the city of Raleigh, and he serves there as the Community Engagement and Services Division. And we're gonna hear some interesting facts and even play two truths and a lie. But please put your hands together and help me welcome Dylan to Missions Change My Life.
2: Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Yeah, well, I really appreciate you taking the time. You are in a season of busyness, I know, diving in to be a uh, newlywed, one and a half years. How's that going?
2: Uh, it's been good. It's yeah. been a great time so
1: far. I'm sure. And you both have already had COVID and survived.
2: We did. We did. Uh wouldn't wouldn't recommend it. Mm. It does bring the marriage closer together, but you know, it's uh, overall, it's not a great experience.
1: Yeah. So you were born in Plano, Texas, but you're now living in Holly Springs, North Carolina.
2: I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was born over in Texas, uh, moved around the country, and then was was fortunate enough to settle over here in the Triangle.
1: Yeah. So you're probably one of the youngest people i know that have been involved in the ministry of global hope india um the longest outside of my own children um because um (laughs) you were an intern when you were in high school and you've been you've been through college you've been through military now you're a career man with the raleigh police department how's that going
2: oh it's been good it's been fun yeah just going from uh I wanted to be involved with Global Hope India for so long and I've just been truly blessed just to be able to, you know, go out into the world and then kind of come back into uh, into this community and serve it as a police officer. It's been it's been really great.
1: Yeah. Well, Dylan is the real deal. Even while he was abroad with the military or or out of town, out of out of North Carolina with the military, you were faithfully investing in the fulfillment of the gospel through Global Hope India. And I really appreciate that. So you've been a trip alumni, you've been an intern, high school as well as post military, going back into the marketplace in your process of coming out of the military. And you're now on the board of directors for Global Hope India. You, you have a very wide portfolio with Global Hope India.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a great experience, honestly. Um, like just getting to go back when I was, you know, just really just trying to test the waters back in high school. Um, just, uh, you know, just really just seeing what God's doing over there in India and just being able to just be a part of the organization. Not at, not at every level, but at a lot of the levels, it's been really great.
1: Well, we really appreciate you. So one of the fun facts all of everyone in the audience needs to know about Dylan is that he can literally fall asleep almost anywhere. Just give us one of the most bizarre places you found yourself asleep that normally most people would not be able to sleep. Uh, so
2: it was when I was in the Army. Um, I was out, out in the woods, and we were basically in this... Uh, it was like a little like basin in the woods, mm-hmm. um, and that's where we were sleeping for the night. Um, and so we were literally at probably a 45 degree angle. And I actually put my, put my body up against the tree. Um, and I was sleeping up against the tree at a, at a 45 degree angle. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't choose the right way, uh, to where I was leaning back on the tree. I was like still going uphill. So I was making it hard on myself, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but just, you know, fully, fully like that. Um, and so that was, uh, that was probably my craziest one, yeah. uh, so far.
1: Well, you probably think of that as a gift and a curse. Hopefully it's much more of a gift than it is a curse for you to sleep anywhere.
2: (laughs) It is. It is. It makes it nice. It makes it nice. You know, there aren't too many, uh, aren't too many bad nights of sleep. I'd say the hardest place for me to actually fall asleep, uh, quickly is actually in a bed. So (laughs)
1: where it's peaceful and quiet and comfortable. (laughs) Yeah. So do you ever like leave your bed, go up on top of the roof and fall asleep? Something crazy (laughs) just to get a night's sleep. (laughs) <laughs>
2: um, I have, I have gone on to the floor to sleep. Um, <laughs> that's rare. Probably my favorite place is the couch and I'll kind of start on the couch and then transition back into the bed. Once I've actually kind of, kind of gotten to sleep a little bit. So,
1: well, Courtney, or would you be ready to play two truths and a lie?
3: I am super ready.
1: Okay. All right. You're going to get to guess along with everyone in the audience is Dylan an only child. Does he have only mm-hmm. nine toes or has he recently started baking muffins as a hobby? If number three is right, I expect a, I expect a plate full of muffins in the very near future if number three is, <laughs> is true. Oh, no. <laughs> well. Which one would be the one lie? I
3: know about Dylan, which Dylan and I actually grew up in the same youth group. Slash, I don't even know. It was a very large youth group, so we go way back. So I know that option A is false. I know that option C. I hope that that's true. So I'm going to say that number two is a lie, and that you have all ten toes, and that means that Kevin gets a plate of muffins.
1: Ah, I like that, and I would guess as so well. That's
3: what I'm locking in.
1: Yeah, I would lock in that you, that you have more than uh, nine toes. So which one's the lie?
3: But if if not, you're still you're still loved by God. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it. Um, so uh thankfully for y'all, you are getting a plate of muffins. Ah, <laughs> yep. well, yeah, awesome. I still still have all my toes right now, so uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. So that's the Hallelujah. lie. Yeah, so what's what variety of muffins are you making just one kind? Only blueberry muffins, or are you making a variety?
2: Um, so as uh, so I kind of started getting into into baking this year because um, Lisa and I like we really like uh, really like baked goods, but mm-hmm. the gluten free options are pretty yeah. uh, pretty scarce. And so I actually started baking with uh, with cassava flour, um, and I'll do I'll, I'll try out different muffins. The only ones I've had like real success with so far that I'm proud to proud to bring outside the home are my lemon papa seed muffins.
1: <laughs> okay. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> okay, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. We'll have to send a photo to everyone in the audience whenever they, whenever I get my plate of muffins from Dylan. <clears throat> so Sounds that, good. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, let's dive into India. Courtney, let's find out all about Dylan's time in India with Global Hope India.
3: Yeah, Dylan, why don't you tell us a little bit about where you went in India, what you did, and maybe let's start out with what year it was, if you...
2: No that year. Oh gosh. Um <laughs> <laughs> <time> oh. <laughs> within the, I know
3: it's hard
2: to think. I wanna say it was twenty ten. Yeah. Trying to yeah. do
3: yeah.
2: trying to do some mental math right now. I think it was twenty ten. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, But yeah, 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 So back in twenty ten, kinda of giving away my age here. But uh never thought I'd say that. But
1: um <laughs> yeah, like Hey, that you know, you're you're very young, man. <laughs> 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 Let's not start talking as if you're getting too old. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, yeah, so back uh, back 2010, I was still in high school, and uh, global Hope, India, that was um kind of the point where we were trying out, um, trying out the high school mission trips, um, mm-hmm. and so you know and so we had, uh, you know, we had like adult um, group leaders basically that took us over there. Uh, but we were kind of you know just trying out the whole concept of sending you know about to send the high schoolers over. Um, it was, it was awesome. We went over for about a week and a half over to Hyderabad, um, which is kind of like, kind of like South central India, just amazing, amazing city. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we just went over there, um, uh, got, got adjusted to, uh, to the sleep schedule over there. And then we just started going after it. It was honestly, it was great. Basically just nonstop going over to churches and different community, just like community groups, uh, engaging with. I went over like a, like a boys and girls school, which was just absolutely incredible. Also got to go over to uh, a leper colony, um, which was just really, uh, really opening for me, just their village over there, just to have a time of prayer with them and, and just have just community with them as well. And then, uh, we capped the whole thing off with a big concert in the city. And so I actually got to, uh, be a part of the worship there, um, where, you know, you just had all the, all the believers, um, coming around from the city just, uh, uh, just to pray and just worship with us in a concert that we just had. Yeah, I mean, so honestly, it was just the whole thing was phenomenal, eye opening, and just really glad that I did it. That's
3: awesome. What was your biggest adjustment upon getting to India?
2: Mm, so, the biggest adjustment I'd say uh, would probably just be the amount of people uh, uh, that there are in the cities. That's uh, just really crazy, just that hustle and bustle. Um, and so, you know, so you think that we, uh, you know, over in the States, you think that we have, you know, you know, highly populated areas and, you know, highly trafficked areas um, until you get over there and you're in a rickshaw going down the street, um, you know, and there's, you know, thousands of cars within, you know, within like a one or two block radius from you. So, so that was the biggest adjustment for me. It was just kind of the, just kind of the pace uh, that everything is over there.
3: Yeah, usually this one question leads to the next. And so my next question is what was that you're
2: funniest story from your trip uh so funniest story so it's kind of a it was kind of a tie as i was kind of like reading um trying to think about it um today um so one yeah um so one um and it was only funny because he was okay but one of our guys got got crazy sick over there and uh and i was in the hotel room with him a lot and so you know just being able to uh, just be with him as he was um, cleansing his body for want of a, of a better word. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, but then another, another funny story um, uh, before we actually went over um, on the missions trip. A lot of us like went over to like a beach trip and, you know, just uh, kind of teenagers being teenagers, we wanted to uh, wake up that morning um, and go for a run on the beach, which most of us weren't used to. And and so one of the, one of my buddies, Jason, he actually, um, he ran with us, he did great, but he ended up getting um, super, um, super bad, like muscle cramping um, and mm-hmm. soreness on the plane ride over to India. And so, yeah. so we would just look over and he would just be squirming the whole time and just looking over at us like, why did you make me run? So, yeah, so I say those are my two funny experiences.
3: All right, that's the only one way to prepare for the flexibility needed in India.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Literally>, <laughs> exactly. exactly. And now
0: imagine yourself on the foreign mission field. You and your team are on the bus going to today's programs. After singing a few songs, Pastor Kevin stands Preach to deliver it, a devotion. Hey, okay. hey, That's good. Good. Oh, come on now, I'm ready. Hey team, listen up.
1: Gather around. Before we go into the mission today, I want to encourage you with this word called. We struggle to hear God's voice, every one of us, and sometimes bold thoughts come to mind. And in all honesty, we think, "Is this God?" I remember in high school how I went to a career day one time and I was experiencing a call into the ministry and I went in and there was this poster there as as I was one of two or three people in this classroom with a local pastor and the poster said God's plan my call and the Bible teaches us to hear and obey God's voice. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. And then in Isaiah 6, 8, we read, then I heard the Lord asking, whom shall I send as a messenger to these people who will go for us? And Isaiah said, Lord, here am I, send me. And so, yes, there are people that God calls into leadership into the church, called to be pastors and evangelists and teachers and prophets. But every one of us are to, be, are to recognize the call of God on our lives. Teachers, lawyers, politicians, even service public servants, every one of us are called by God. Jesus came to the disciples, and he said, follow me. Many are willing to follow God's plan, but Jesus said, follow me. Not so much follow my plan. It's about a person. We are called to follow a person. We are Christ followers. As a missionary today, remember that you have been called. Matthew 6, 33 says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need so today as we go out into our program as we serve the lord as a missionary in this mission i encourage you to think of the word called are you ready okay let's go ready
0: set go check out kevin's new book audacious generosity Given the choice, every one of us wants to be more generous, but fear holds us back. Audacious generosity is where God is the giver and giving depends on what God puts into your hands. Gone are the days of feeling pressured to be the giver. Instead, audacious generosity will empower you for limitless giving as God gives through you. See what happens when we open our hands to God and commit in advance to use what he puts in our hands to fulfill his mission. Check out audaciousgenerosity.com and reserve your copy today. That's audaciousgenerosity.com. We want to give some local love to our friend David Tran from Raleigh, North Carolina. As a marketing guru, David is the CMO at Classical Conversations. In addition to being the owner of Forerunner Media, he has also been involved with strategic development with the Summit Church and the YMCA. To say that he and his wife are generously involved in the community is an understatement. We recognize David Tran for his Witness for Christ and Lifestyle of Generosity.
2: How
3: has God used missions to change your life?
2: So for me, God's really used it just to just to open up my eyes to the world. It's honestly, it's, you know, it's just one thing to where like, you know, if you think that, you think that you're comfortable and you think that you've got everything um, kind of figured out, you know, missions really opens your eyes to show you that there's so much else out in this world that we don't, you know, that we don't know about mm-hmm. here in the United States. Um, just so many needs and just so many people that just need to be engaged with the gospel. And so, so for me, honestly, missions are just, just eye-opening. you know, it's the, it's the best way to go, you know, to go and see one what God's doing, um, but also to just, you know, kind of what we need to do as far as our lens at looking at the world.
3: Mm -hmm. yeah i definitely agree with you what does it look like in your everyday life to apply that lens i guess is there Hmm. is there any way that you're applying that in your day-to-day life here in good old holly springs or in raleigh
2: (laughs) (laughs) um so for me it's really just made me it's more compassionate to people um you know because it's just so easy for and you know i still do it as well but you know it's just so easy for us just to just to get in our own little bubble, um, you're know, like, oh, I need to do this for me today, this for me today. Um, you know, self care is good, um, but uh, for me, it just it sort of just changed how I interact with people. You know, it's not this, oh, I just need to, I just need to get through this conversation so that I can do what I need to do. Um, it's more about, you know, the power of of interacting with people and having and having real conversations with them. Um, you know, because just just like there are a ton of needs overseas in India. Um, there are a lot of those same needs here too in the States. And so just really just using that lens to, to value my time outside of myself.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree that relationships are key. I think that when we go to India and even when they speak a different language that could be applicable here, um, you know, with not knowing what's going on in someone's life, but still choosing to have compassion and kindness. I think that that's a, great reminder that we can all use on a daily basis and so thank you for that um so this is a, a tough one for most guests but if you could sum up your mission trip experience or describe it in one word what word maybe if, if you need two or three you can take a couple words or a phrase but what word would you describe your mission trip experience <laughs>
2: no that is a tough question you're right um
3: i'm trying to give you all the all the leeway
2: (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate it Uh, so i'd honestly i'd just say i kind of just going back to what i was saying before um the word that i would just use is invigorating or energizing Uh, because again you know it's just so easy just to just to be comfortable with with our own little world and so just going over there it honestly it just uh it just invigorated me to actually be involved with my community as a believer and then, you know, in, in the world as a believer also. Um, mm-hmm. and so yeah. And so that's just the biggest thing for me. I don't want to, I don't want to just, you know, just have my own thing going on. Um, and so, the, you know, just going over there, it was just extremely invigorating to to see all those believers and to see all the need, um, over there. Yeah. I
3: look forward to the day when we can, Um, get rejuvenated (laughs) through mission trips again and through just being on work overseas. Um, But what would you tell, I mean, I guess you were 16, 17 high school. What would you tell a high schooler that's never been on a mission trip um, or maybe never just been to India that may be thinking on going about going on a mission trip to India? What would you say to that high school student?
2: That's a great question. I would say, honestly, just do it. Uh, There's, there's plenty of reasons, um, especially when you're that age, that you can justify not going out and taking a risk or making yourself uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so, it would honestly it would just be to do it. Um, you know, I had plenty of, plenty of anxiety going over, plenty of anxiety when I was over there. You know, plenty of growth moments. Um, I was just, you know, yeah. going up and speaking either with people or you know just to a group of people. Um, and you know, just praying with people, um, almost constantly. And so it, a lot of times that growth can be, can be scary, especially for young people. Um, mm-hmm. and so I would honestly just say, you know, just, just pray about it, but just keep moving forward. Um, and if it's meant to happen, uh, then God will make a way for it. And so, you know, even, even with the fundraising, uh, that was daunting for me as a younger person. Mm-hmm. It still is now, but it was daunting back then, yeah. but, you know, even just having, uh, you know, just trusting God to, uh, to provide that, you know, I even had, um, I think I was like five, I want to say it was $500 off of what I needed to raise. Um, mm. and then there was actually a, a, a radio personality at the time. He was uh, Bob in the show, Graham. Um, mm-hmm.
3: yeah,
2: you know, he was, uh, he was a customer when I was a server over at a restaurant and, you know, he and I were just talking back and forth. He's a great guy. His mm-hmm. family's amazing. And they were all there and he was like, Oh, you know, how much are you short? Um, and so I told him and he just kind of, you know, didn't say anything after that about it. Um, but he actually left me a $500 tip. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, just amazing, amazing generosity from him and just being used by God. And so yeah, just all that just to say that, you know, if you're worried about it, especially as a young person, if you're anxious, just pray about it and trust God. And he's going to, he's going to make a way to get through it.
0: Hmm.
1: I love that story, Dylan. I'm so glad that you included it for our audience. I'd love for you just to close out our show, just praying that our audience, you know, we're in a tough place right now in the world with uh, the pandemic, COVID-19, all of that. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe seeing the hand of God the way that you did um, and that miracle of the $500 tip like that, knowing that God had guided you and now he is providing for you is unfortunately not an everyday experience. And I'd love for you just to pray over our audience that they would experience God uh, for who He really is in that way, that uh, they would let Him guide and they would see Him provide the way that He has taught you that value. So will you just lead us in prayer as we close out the show?
2: we Will do, we'll do. be happy to. Thank you. Father, I'd just like to praise you for today and for this time that we have together. and on, on this podcast as well, God. Um, just pray for everyone listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. the folks over in India, um, and just everyone in our communities as we're going through this rough time this year. Um, uh, Father, it's been insane. Um, we just thank you for getting us this far in this year and for your provision thus far, um, and knowing that you're gonna continue to provide for us. Um, as as our world has been changing, um, you know, a lot of people are just, i just really anxious about life. I'm just really anxious about the future. Um, and we just know that you have us in the palm of your hand. That you're taking care of us, and that for all this, uh, that you're going to prevail, and that the gospel is going to prevail, God. Um, and so we just pray for, for that continued provision, um, help us to have the faith that that provision is coming, um, and then just trust in you that what you want for us is best, and. At the end of this year, we might not be the same people that we were before, but that's not a bad thing. That's just part of your plan, God. And so we just pray for that peace mm-hmm. and knowing that you've got us. Yeah. In Jesus' name.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Amen.
1: Dylan, thank you so much. What a breath of fresh air this interview has been, and I'm sure it's going to be in a great encouragement to our audience around the world. But God bless you and Lisa, and keep you safe as you serve us as one of our officers police officers and god bless you thank you thank you so much for having me
0: this episode is complete so head over to globalhopeindia.org for show notes resources and opportunities to go to india through ghi continue to be radically transformed by god as you live out the great commission and we'll see you again next week here at missions change my life